1: Welcome to Laying the Points, a RotoViz podcast brought to you by my bookie. My name is Matt Lamarca. You may know me for my work at the Action Network and Fantasy Labs, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lamarca. My co-host is the often imitated, never duplicated Anthony Amico, who you can find on Twitter at Amixta. This is part two of a show we recorded on running back prop bets located over at my bookie. Today's show is going to cover some of the longer shots to win the individual rushing title, as well as some individual prop bets on
0: rushing. Emerging technologies are transforming the healthcare industry as we know it. Investors, say hello to HTEC, a portfolio dedicated to capturing the significant growth potential of healthcare innovation. Learn more at RoboGlobal.com/HTEC.
1: Yards and TDs for a handful of players. If you want to check out our thoughts on the favorites for the rushing title, make sure you check out part one. I also want to remind everyone that you can get a listeners-only 30% uh, discount to a Rotoviz NFL pass by subscribing through the podcast homepage. That's rotoviz.com slash podcast. Without further ado, let's get into the show.
2: Let's get into the next tier. This is where I think things just get a little crazy. Uh, Darius Geis, 55 to 1. Uh, Joe Mixon and Kenyon Drake, same odds. Uh, Jarek McKinnon and Lamar Miller, Marshawn Lynch, Rashad Penny, Royce Freeman. All those guys are plus 6,500. So really tight. Obviously, like there's not a huge bit that would distinguish these, these guys from one another. Uh, when you start getting this low, but big rookie tier here. I mean, we got Geist, we got Penny, we got Freeman. I think Geist was a lot of people's like 1B to Saquon, like coming into the draft and then he dropped because of all the other stuff. Um, Penny went in the first round, Freeman went to Denver. So, I mean, who's your favorite of the bunch fantasy wise? Like, would you bet this? Give me your rookie takes. We're not a rookie draft together this year, so you can be honest.
1: So I, uh, am going to let you talk about Rashad Penny since you've basically been going to war (laughs) about him, uh, (laughs) on Twitter for the better part of the last week. Uh, I think that Geis is going to lead the skins and carries, but overall, I just don't know how big his ceiling is given that. Chris Thompson is still there, and he's probably one of the best receiving backs in the league. So, like, again, he's a two-down hammer. I'm not sure how good Washington is going to be this season. Like, overall, I think he's probably a little bit too expensive for me. Um, My favorite value here is Royce Freeman, because I think he has the best chance of this group to become, you know, quote-unquote, the guy. And I think that the Broncos have the potential to be a good football team. They're going to want to play D and run the football. And all he really has to do is beat out Devontae Booker, who has really never done anything. So uh <laughs> I know that you really like Freeman coming out of college. Like the numbers on him look really good. I think that he's got a good chance to uh, to return value where he's being drafted.
2: Yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, there's been a lot of like mixed reviews out of camp in terms of like who's going to start. I don't really care about any of that stuff. 'Cause I don't really care what a lot of people think. Like, just to be blunt. Like, I want to know what the coaches think. I yep. want to know what they say. So, like, they obviously drafted Freeman with a purpose. Like, Booker really hasn't played that much. He really hasn't done that much. So it's really difficult for me to like sit back and say, Oh, well, Booker's gonna be the starter. Like, I that doesn't really make sense to me. Um, like meanwhile, this is a team that like got an upgraded quarterback, they got an up they got an upgraded receiver just in terms of like depth. I kind of think Denver might be like pretty good next year. Like they still play defense.
1: Yeah, their pass rush should be maybe the best in the league. So right.
2: So like there is a really like it's really reasonable to think that like this ends up being a team that's towards the top of the league in rushing attempts, just because they've they've been pretty forward about wanting to run the ball, and they have a good defense like that, and they have better quarterback play. Like there's just a lot of stuff that I think kind of points to that. And Freeman was a workhorse in college uh he was he was excellent so uh, i definitely like him as a fantasy pick he does go like a little later than a couple of these guys which is nice uh not guys obviously but like penny uh like uh ronald jones freeman like all these guys go like around the same area but freeman i think usually goes like towards the end so i, I definitely like him as a value and i definitely think he's like a, a nice bomb bet um like the the reason to not bet penny or like draft penny has to do with the fact that Seattle is just a disaster. Like, bad <laughs> offensive line. They're going to have bad coaching with Schottenheimer. Um, yeah,
1: B-Shot, back in the building.
2: Yeah, just, I don't even know how that
1: happens. But <laughs> It's uh, probably his last name. If his yeah. name was Brian LaMarca, he, he would not have gotten another chance. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's great. Um. <laughs> so, like, but, like, just don't, you know, Matt alluded to like the Twitter stuff. Like just don't tell me that he's not gonna produce because of Chris Carson, because Chris Carson is a seventh like a very, very late seventh round draft pick who has done basically nothing and missed almost the whole season last year.
1: But watch the tape, Amico. Yeah. Watch the tape.
2: <laughs> just so so bad. Um so I uh I, I actually like Freeman more than Penny, I think, head to head. But I do think that Penny has obviously a path to success. Like I, they drafted him in the first round. Everything Pete Carroll says ever is about like being more balanced. You know that Brian Schottenheimer wants to run the football. So like there's going to be touches for Penny. Um, I just don't really think that the rest of the situation is very good offensive line. I don't think the defense is going to be very good. So that, that's why I would prefer Freeman and Geist to me is like not even an option. I, I don't think the Redskins are going to be that good. I don't think we really know 100%. Like what guys's role is going to be. I would just rather stay away because there's like the guys fanboys will just take him way too high in every league. Um, so that's how I feel about those guys.
1: Yeah. I think I'm in concurrence with all of that. Now, Money Lynch,
2: when he's not running through a motherfucker's face,
0: <laughs>
2: he's showing up at plus 6,500 on this prop, which really shocked me because I, I just don't think you, maybe I'm wrong. Like I just like, I was like, wow, that really stands out you know, as, like, the books being, like, higher on Lynch than I think fantasy guys are. Does he have enough juice left in the tank to be viable?
1: Let me tell you something, Amico. When Marshawn Lynch believes in a coach, he's willing to run through 11 guys. (laughs) You know, it doesn't matter about the play calls. The play calls are overrated. (laughs) Marshawn Lynch uh, is just that dude.
2: When Um, he hears John Gruden speak,
1: he's (laughs) he's willing to go. That's actually the perfect, like...
2: The perfect coach and running back like combination for that, for that quote. Like, <laughs> that's so funny.
1: Yeah. And if you didn't get that, you need to get, uh, onto the last chance you season three. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jason Brown, not as a person or a football coach, but as someone to make fun of. Um, yeah, I think that he's interesting this year. Like, I don't hate him at his current ADP, but as far as leading the league in rushing, I don't think there's any way. There's just too many running back mouths to feed in Oakland. Like, there's, I don't see him getting a 300 carry season. Like, that just seems super unlikely. Um, I like him for the touchdown upside and he did show that he can still be effective in short yardage situations. He averaged, I believe, the fifth most yards after contact last season. So he can still get it done for you when they get into the money zone. But, uh, I think the odds of him leading the league in rushing are obviously super slim.
2: Uh I agree. I mean I don't even I, you know we've heard some good stuff about Doug Martin also which um
1: Doug and, Martin uh, is the king of off-season buzz. Remember yeah. last year? I mean like oh he's in the best shape of his life, like he's back to being committed to football. No, I'm done with Doug Martin. I'm actually well, done with off-season buzz in general.
2: <laughs> well, so this is what I said. So like obviously you know I do the news at 444. Um so I had to write this up yesterday with the, the Olsen saying that like Doug Martin jumped out to him. And I, this is what I said. I said, we've heard this story before, but Martin has been good once every three years and averaged under three yards per carry the last two. So maybe the trend will continue. <laughs> um, so maybe he's, maybe he's decent. I don't know. Like I, I but to me, it's more like, like for Marshawn to like compete in this prop and to be like a good fantasy play, he kind of has to like get all the work and, I don't think he's going to get all the work. Like even last year, you know, he was like low 200s in carries, um, and didn't miss like a ton of time. So I just don't think that like they want to give him like this huge, huge role. So like the reason you draft him would be because you think he gets like 200 carries, but then like all the touchdowns. And I'm not even really sure how good the Raiders are going to be. So no, no thank you. No thank you for me. Uh, Mixon and McKinnon virtually identical adps like decimal points apart which do you like more
1: another tough one um that's what i do here (laughs) i think for sure Mixon sees a a much larger workload than he did uh last year but he's going to have to be you know better for that to matter like he only averaged 3.5 yards per carry i believe as a rookie but I, I have to think he's more talented than that. He did average 5.0 yards per carry over his last four games, which is big. He's another guy who has, you know, slimmed down a bit, which, uh, you know, again, I don't know how much that matters, but maybe it'll help him. Um, I, I kind of like McKinnon, I'm sorry, Mixon as a guy here, you know, as a, as a RB2. I think that he has upside and I, I definitely think he has more upside to win this prop bet. Um, McKinnon is a guy who could have a lot of fantasy viability, but I think it's more to do with the offense that he plays for than his ability as a running back. Like, I know that he's a ridiculous freak athlete. I I know the spark score or whatever, but the guy's been in the league for years and has never been able to, you know, be like a good running back. (laughs) Is that, is that too hard on McKinnon? I I just don't, nothing he does impresses me whenever he got an opportunity with the Vikings Um, the upside with him is that he's playing for Kyle Shanahan and the Niners averaged 28.8 points per game and 410 yards per game with Garoppolo at QB last season so if you think that the Niners are going to be a good offense McKinnon has the potential to you know get some carries get some catches score some touchdowns but I certainly don't think he's going to threaten for the league lead in yards he's just not that kind of in between the tackles, runner.
2: Yeah, I would much, this is obviously no surprise, but I would much, 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 much rather have McKinnon in fantasy because of the catches and because I think of the touchdown upside. But I agree with you on the prop. Like, if you told me at the end of the year that like Mixon had 300 carries, I wouldn't be like completely shocked. It's not like a super likely thing, but basically, I think, just pretty, for, I think
1: that's viable. I did. Right.
2: It just kind of requires like the Bengals being a little bit better and then just saying like this is the guy and we're kind of done with the geo thing i don't really think that happens like that often with shanahan like i definitely think breed is still going to have a role so the, the carries like i only project mckinnon for 240 carries like i don't think he's going to see like anywhere near 300 like you said a lot of the stuff's going to be from the catches and touchdowns so uh i think i agree with pretty much everything that you said except that you said that mckinnon hasn't hasn't been okay he's been okay he had a stretch last year. I think he's fire. averaged
1: over four yards per carry once in his career.
2: No, that's all right. It's totally fine.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Can Kenyon Drake... Talk about tough questions. Can Kenyon Drake fend off old man Gore in Miami? Because I think that's like the only thing that keeps him from being like a really good value.
1: Yeah. I think So that, what, do you,
2: yeah, what do you think about that?
1: I think it's a good question. I think that Gore is going to have a role, but... I certainly think Kenyon Drake is the guy who handles the majority of the touches. And if he gets that opportunity, that means that he can earn the whole job. You know what I'm saying? Like right. if he's going to be the guy getting, you know, 70% of the carries to gore's 30, he could widen that through good play. And he was, he has been good for the Dolphins. Uh, 5.0 yards per carry through 166 carries as a pro. You know, big-time pedigree out of Alabama. Um, my biggest concern is just that the Dolphins don't figure to be very good. They uh, are only uh, – have an over-under of six-and-a-half, and the juice is on the under right now in Vegas. And the Dolphins had the highest pass percentage in the league last season. Um, that probably stems from the fact that they're just not very good. Right. So, like, those are the bigger concerns to me than, than Frank Gore.
2: All fair points. Uh... I do think that Frank Gore is, like, why would you sign Frank Gore? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just don't, like, you I, I heard, a- yeah, supposedly it's, like, a locker room thing. Yeah.
1: I, but, I, like, I also value in that.
2: Yeah. I also kind of think that, like, you got to give him a little bit of work for him to have, like, a voice or for him to have, like, a reason to be there. Because, I mean, all athletes want to, like, get the ball and be good and stuff like that. Like, I think that there would have been options for Gore – elsewhere to see work so i think you see a little bit you know and uh, drake probably does all the receiving stuff because that's kind of his forte but uh, i definitely could see drake like not really competing to be like a super high rush volume guy but I, I definitely think he can be like a 50 catch guy especially if they're gonna throw the ball a ton
1: yeah i, I want to throw out there that i do like drake at his current adp like drake if i could get a giant drake as my two starting running backs, I would be ecstatic in most leagues. Like, that would be an an optimal start for me.
2: All right, cool. So let's move on to Lamar Miller because uh, I see in the show notes here that we're not on the same page, so this will be fun. Because my question to you is why Lamar Miller is so undervalued.
1: Right. And my answer to you is he's not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're going to have to sell him to me because – from what I saw last year, he was on his way towards losing the job before Dante Foreman got hurt. And then still ended up losing the job to Alfred Blue, uh, who is awful. Just awful, Alfred Blue is. He outcarried him 46 to 27 over the last three weeks of the season. Now, that might have something to do with the fact that they were getting blown out and, um, that the season was basically over for the, the Texans at that point, but, like, I just don't see it. I mean, I know he was good in Miami as, like, a change of pace type of guy, an explosive guy. I really think that's his best role at this point, is serving as the 1B to, you know, a 1A of Dante Foreman or whoever they put in there.
2: Yeah, so the issue—so you may recall last year I was mega Dante Foreman guy.
1: Yes, I know you love him. Or but, loved him.
2: Right, but the the injury, the Achilles or Patella or one of those two very 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 bad like like may never be able to like be 75 percent of the guy he was before ever again like that's like the data on the on the Achilles like it's a really really bad injury so for me it's more just about like I don't see the competition because I don't think that Alfred Blue like long term is 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 a thing like I, <laughs> I, I kind of there yeah, like I don't, I don't think I'm saying much there. Like the end of the year last year, like, you know, Miller is kind of like perennially like a little banged up. Like you said, the season was kind of over. Like I think that they're trying to maybe just save their investment. Uh, and this is a team that skews incredibly run heavy. Um, especially when Watson played last year, like they were super, super efficient passing the ball. So like Watson had like these crazy pass numbers. But they were pretty much 50 50 in terms of rushing and passing. Now, obviously, Watson is going to contribute to some of that running, but he's also, you know, I think this kind of the style that they play overall lends themselves to running the ball a little bit more. I think that it, um, like if they're productive, like as an offense and they're good as a football team, we're talking about, you know, the classic, like, you know, kill the clock carries, like goal line carries, stuff like that. Um, and obviously I think we're both proponents of like the running quarterback helping the efficiency of the running back. Yeah. Um, So I think he gets a nice bump there. And I actually think that that is is pretty important because that's probably like one of the bigger issues of the Miller is that like he really hasn't been efficient since he left Miami. But if he can be with the mobile quarterback there, like, there's no real reason for the coaches like not to play him. So, uh, and the price, I mean, the price for me is really what does it because I think that he has, like I said, like when you have like no real competition, but you're also going like outside the top 24 running backs, like to me, that's a guy you buy because the guys like near him in ADP are, um, let's see. He is going around pick 55 right now. So the guys going around him are Sony, Michelle, Dion Lewis, Ronald Jones, Royce Freeman, Tevin Coleman, um and i just think that miller like has the best median projection out of all those guys but also still has like some kind of a ceiling because you know he could score a bunch of touchdowns uh the, the team is really good obviously he's gonna have like he pretty much can go as high as houston will take him so that's kind of like my uh i don't know cliff notes version of why i like miller um i definitely think that he's burned a lot of people and that's probably why he's going so low and that's kind of like the first thing people bring up when we talk about Miller is like they'll say, oh, like I'm never going to draft him again because he did <laughs> X, Y, and Z over the last couple of years, which is totally reasonable because I totally understand the psychology there. But uh, I just think that he's like a smart bet. And I hope that I'm right because I have him in way too many leagues.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, then I'm rooting for you too, buddy. But <laughs> I like I don't think he's going that late like i think a 6th rounder or sometimes even a 5th rounder for him is like that's not like a buy low that's like a that's honestly a buy high kind of given what he did last year so you know i, I i'm not really with you on it but you know i feel like when we differentiate you tend to come out on top more than me so uh oh boy <laughs> i'm is not that true f- that can't be true <laughs> in football stuff i think i'm i'm trying to think if there was one year uh, you were like super high on this one guy.
2: I've had some really bad football takes, Matt. Like
1: <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> I think it, I wanna say it was a Detroit Lions running back. Like you were like, Oh uh, Joyke Bell. Yes. That sticks out in my head for some reason. Like you were so Joke Bell and I was like, Amigo, I've never even heard of this guy. <laughs> and he was really good. So maybe maybe that's clouding my judgment. But uh like I would rather have those other guys that you listed in terms of ADP, at least most of them. Compared
2: to that. All right, cool. Well, th- that'll make this kind of like a good one to track then. Now, you know, if you want to bet some of these props with us, which I definitely recommend you do, you absolutely need to be doing it at MyBookie. And then MyBookie has an awesome arrangement of props. We've seen a bunch of different props discussed on this show that you can't get at other sports books. So, you know, get your money in on MyBookie. Join us. Sign up on MyBookie.ag. Uh, you know, aside from obviously the awesome player props, they are great in terms of customer service. And payout speed. I would only recommend a service that's been good to me and my listeners. So I'm telling you to make your way over to my bookie. When you win, they pay and they pay fast without any hassles. You're absolutely wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place a bet after kickoff, which is gonna be a lot of fun, I think, during the football season. Join now, and my bookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Just use promo code Lang the Points to activate this special offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Mybookie.ag. Now, tier five, like I I thought about not even putting this in the outline. Yeah, probably didn't need to
1: be. (laughs) I don't know
2: why these guys are even listed. Like Mark Ingram, 83 to 1. Ronald Jones, 83 to 1. Isaiah Crowell, plus 125 to 1. Marlon Mack, plus 165 to 1. I mean,. (laughs) There's no chance that any of these guys win this problem. I mean, maybe Ronald Jones, maybe. If he's like the guy in Tampa and like a bunch of other guys get hurt and he stays healthy, maybe. But the more important question here is really from a fantasy perspective, like are you drafting any of these guys?
1: Yeah, I am. Um, I heard TJ Hernandez on one of the other road of his podcasts say that if he can get Ingram in like the fifth round, it's kind of like an auto draft for him in best bowl leagues. Uh, I'm not at that point. But I think that in the fifth, sixth round range, Ingram is a strong pick. Like, yes, you know, you're not going to have him for a quarter of the season, but there's no guarantee that whoever you take, you're not going to miss equal time with him, you know? And when he's on the field, he has, you know, weekly RB1 upside. So I have no problem with him in the fifth, sixth round. Um, and I like Ronald Jones as well. Like, I think that there's definitely a situation where he sees, uh, you know, a report I saw, a beat writer, and again, I said I'm fading beat writers this year, but a beat writer did say that they could see him getting 15 to 20 touches per game. Um, no one in that backfield really scares me. Uh, rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, I see some Peyton Barber hype out there, but I, I don't get it. Like, I think that Jones is the, the best talent of the group out of USC. So, uh, I'm definitely going to get, get some of him. I've taken him in best bowls for sure. Uh Crowell and Mac. Mack for sure is a pass for me with his rising ADP. Crowell, it's you know, I'm a Jets fan, so I everything I view on them is through a pessimistic glass. And uh I just I just don't see a situation where he gets enough carries for a bad football team.
2: Yeah, and you know who also really likes Ronald Jones? Sean Siegel. And uh that makes me like Ronald yeah, Jones.
1: That matters. <laughs> that definitely matters. <laughs>
2: Like if I had done no research and I saw he liked someone, I'd probably like them. And when you do the research, the research is pretty good. Like, you know, Jones was someone who uh, rated pretty highly in my running back prospect model. Uh, you know, accrued a ton of yards at USC. Obviously wasn't like a huge receiver, but you know, there have been obviously some uh, examples of guys, not like the LT example that people bring up, but like even guys like Melvin Gordon who like didn't catch the ball a ton in college and then ended up being viable. Uh, you know, in the NFL. So I, I definitely think that Jones has upside. I like him. I'm not betting him on the prop, but I definitely think that he is worth drafting. And if you're in rookie draft still, or if you're in a, a late dynasty startup like us and the Lindy, I think that, uh, Jones is definitely worth, worth a pick. Uh, now one guy who did not make the prop is Christian McCaffrey. Um, obviously not like a, a tremendous rushing, uh, runner.
1: That is but interesting, he, though. They right. can give odds to Marlon Mack and Isaiah right. Crowell, but they're not going to do saying. it for McCaffrey. Like I would disrespect. do it just because people are going to post it. People are going to take it.
2: 100%. You know, just Dis- the disrespect.
1: I'll post that odds on him. I'll give anybody a hundred <laughs> to one out there if they want to on McCaffrey leading the league and <laughs> nothing. Hit me up on Twitter at Matt Lamarca. I'll give you a hundred to one. $25 <laughs> <they didn't> max <laughs> bet. I can't go <laughs> bankrupt. $25 max. Bank. $25 max.
2: So you're just like my bookie. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, McCaffrey's going in the first two rounds of fantasy draft. So he's guys, he's a guy that people want. Um, here are the props that's posted for him on my bookie. Uh, 625 and a half rushing yards and seven and a half total touchdowns. Are you going over or under on those Matt? And uh, kind of just where do you stand on him fantasy wise?
1: I like McCaffrey a lot in PPR leagues. Like, uh, I think that he is a monster receiver. Um, monster. Ineffective as a runner, so I don't think he's going to see a, uh, a big boost in the running game. Like I think that they brought in C.J. Anderson, um, who we didn't talk about, but I kind of like C.J. Anderson as a late-round flyer. Like I, c- I think he could fill into that Jonathan Stewart role pretty nicely. Um, so, yeah, with that in mind, I'm going to take the under here on the rushing yards. And the touchdowns is close but I'm going to go with a slight over. I'm going to say eight touchdowns.
2: That is as slight as it gets. Um, I mean, for me, like it's it's really just hard to predict the touchdowns, but uh, just such a good line. I, I think I'm going to say under, but again, like I don't think it's by much. I think that's a really good line. Um, and rushing yards, I'm definitely taking the under. I only have them for like, a little over 500 rushing yards. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is really competitive at all. Which would
1: be an increase from last year, I'm pretty sure. So. Right,
2: right. Like I, you know, I'm with you in terms of like C.J. Anderson is going to to get enough work. Like, and I don't think that that's how you want to use McCaffrey anyway. Like, I think McCaffrey's yep. like a 150, 100 kind of guy, and that's uh, you know, rushes to targets. Like, I think that's kind of who he is.
1: Nothing wrong with that either.
2: Nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, so let's go rapid fire now through some of these other running back stat line props. I will give you the posted lines. And then we'll just say over or under on the numbers. All right. Let's have some fun with this. So we got David Johnson, 925.5 rushing yards and nine total touchdowns.
1: I'm going to go under on both.
2: I am going to go under on the rushing yards, but I'm going to go over on the touchdowns. Uh, Devontae Freeman, 959.5 rushing yards, 10 total touchdowns.
1: If he plays 16 games, I think he goes over the TDs pretty easily. And I will go slight over on rushing yards as well.
2: I'm going to go under on both because I don't think that he, I don't, I don't think the numbers are in his favor health-wise, but I also love Ted Coleman. So I'm going under. Um, we're off to a great start, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the listeners are loving it. Uh, Jay Ajayi, 975.5 rushing yards, six total touchdowns.
1: Uh, yeah, this is a hard over for me. The touchdown should be a smash over.
2: Yeah, I'm, smash I'm gonna go so under on the yards, but I'm definitely taking over on the touchdowns. We talked about this before the show, like though, like I'm I'm pretty conservative with the with the yards because I just think a lot of these guys get hurt. Yep. Um, Alvin Kamara, 900.5 rushing yards, 12 and a half total touchdowns.
1: I am going under on both.
2: I am with you. I think this is actually a really good bet.
1: Yeah, the touchdowns uh, for sure. Like, I don't. What is that might be the highest outside of uh, Gurley and Bell, so that's, yep, that's a lot of touchdowns. A
2: lot of love. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 1,099.5 rushing yards, eight and a half total touchdowns.
1: I'm going to go under on both. Uh, they still have Latavius there, correct? Yes. I think that that might cap his touchdown upside a little bit. Um, I know you you are probably going to go over on both, but... I, uh, you know, given that he's only played four games as a pro, I'll go under.
2: I'm going to go over on the yards, but I will go under on the touchdowns uh, for the reason you said. And also, I, I just see a lot of ways that this team scores. So right. it's, it's very possible that Dalvin has like a six touchdown season. Um, Derek Henry, 874.5 rushing yards, seven total touchdowns.
1: I think injury is the only thing that stops him from going over seven TDs. But on the yards, I think I will go under.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, and I, and actually, the fact that he splits work, I think probably keeps has a better chance of keeping him healthy, which is why I think the over touchdowns is actually a pretty good bet. Uh, Jared McKinnon, 859.5 rushing yards, eight and a half total touchdowns.
1: Yeah, this is a tough one for me. <laughs> I, I skipped this one and forgot to go back to it. Uh, I'm gonna say under both. Eight touchdowns and 850 rushing yards.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going under on both. Also, just because I the volume, the volume for me does not cancel out like the injury risk. And uh, I don't know, like again, another team that has like a lot of avenues to score to score points. Uh, Lamar Miller, you know where I'm going with this one. 825.5 yeah. rushing yards, six total touchdowns.
1: Definitely under on TDs, and I will take the under on rushing yards as well.
2: Yeah, I'm going over on the yards. I uh, mean, I'll go I'll go under on the touchdowns. I guess, like I, I don't Alfred really Blue. like. Yeah, I don't really like betting touchdowns for guys when like the quarterback can run them in.
1: That's fair. Yeah.
2: Um, Leonard Fournette, one thousand one hundred forty-nine point five rushing yards, ten and a half total touchdowns. Very competitive line.
1: Yeah, Fournette. I will go over on the yards. If he plays sixteen games, he should get over that. Um, again, like that's that's the risk with betting these, right? You know, if he gets hurt, it's going to be tough for him to get that. But uh, I like Fournette's ability to to be a, a pound the rock kind of guy if healthy. So I'll take the over on that, and I will go under on touchdowns slightly.
2: I'm going under under. I have him like projected for pretty close to these numbers. So I don't like I gotta, if he misses like any snaps at all. Like for me, <laughs> he's not going to hit it. Yeah. Um, Left Bell. 13 24.5 rushing yards and 12 and a half total touchdowns. This is a, these are big numbers.
1: Yeah. I'll go under yards over TDs. I'm
2: going to go under on both. I, I really think that like, if you took all the big ones, I haven't, I've not tested this, but I think if you took all the big r- running back props and just went under, I think that long-term you would profit.
1: Probably. For sure. I two just reasons. love Lev's ability to score TDs.
2: Yeah. Well, I, so for me, it's twofold because first of all, like, People love to bet overs. So for a lot of these, you're going to get like, if not plus odds, like you can get minus 105 on a couple of these unders. Um, and also obviously just the injuries. Like I just think that the math, the math is in your favor on a lot of these. Uh, Saquon, 1099.5 rushing yards, nine and a half total touchdowns.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely going under on the TDs. Uh, the yards, I will go under as well.
2: I'm really torn on this one. Because Saquon does not have, like, a, a deep injury history. But I'm going to go over yards, under touchdowns. Emotional hedge.
1: Yeah, and just because we're saying unders on a lot of these, like, that doesn't mean that, like, you can have a great fantasy season with 1,000 rushing yards and eight touchdowns, you know? Like, exactly. Yeah, like, there's a lot of um, other things that go into it. So just because we're going under doesn't mean, like, we're, we're down on all of these guys. I'm only down on most of them.
2: <laughs> Kareem Hunt 1,099.5 rushing yards 10.5 total touchdowns
1: Smash under
2: Yeah, same for me uh, Melvin Gordon 1,049.5 rushing yards 10.5 touchdowns
1: uh, Yup, under again Health uh, I,
2: Yeah, I agree uh, Zeke 1375.5 rushing yards 10.5 total touchdowns
1: I think I'm going to go over on both here Like, if he stays healthy, I think that he does have the potential for a monster year on the ground. I know that you don't want to hear that, but, like... No, go ahead. Run the
2: ball. That's fine. If
1: he plays 15, 16 games, I think his floor is, like, 1,400 yards.
2: Uh, I'm going to take under, just to be consistent with what I was saying before. Lynch, 650.5 rushing yards. (laughs) Five and a half total touchdowns. And this is just, like, funny that this is being posted.
1: Yeah. uh, I honestly don't know. Uh, Under on touchdowns. Nah, over on touchdowns, under on yards. I'm going to say he's a good goal line hammer. But I don't know how many, uh, you know, realistic opportunities they're going to have.
2: I'm actually going over on both. Like, 651 yards is not really, like, a very high bar to clear. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's, like, 40 a game.
2: (laughs) Right. Like... Even if he averaged three yards a carry, he only needs like 200 and something carries to do that. Like, I don't know. Run through a motherfucker's face for me, Marshawn. Let's get <laughs> it. All right. And uh, Todd Gurley, 1349.5 rushing yards, 15 and a half total touchdowns. This is the biggest touchdown number on the yeah, board. Yeah,
1: under on the TDs and uh, under on yards. Why not?
2: Yeah, I'm under, under. I'm with you. Now, your favorite fantasy running back, Matt, that we didn't mention today, who is it? Why? This,
1: this one's easy for me. It's Rex Burkhead.
2: It's Rex Burkhead.
1: Uh, I think that he has the potential for a big role. Like, I definitely would rather have him than Sonny Michel. Um, He's shown an ability to catch passes. And I think at the minimum, he should serve as their goal back. And, again, like, we've seen Patriots goal backs with no talent have a lot of fantasy success because they have the upside for a 15 touchdown season, like Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis. Um, yeah. My only fear here is Jeremy Hill. I really hope he's not a thing. Um, if he's like an inactive guy, I'm gonna be all systems go on Rex.
2: Yeah, I don't even know if, if Hill's gonna make the team because you got to think that Rex White and Lewis, uh, sorry, and uh, Michelle are all gonna be you know game day roster guys. And uh, Jeremy Hill doesn't really strike me as a guy that plays special teams. Like I kind of feel like they'll just activate Brandon Bolden because that's what they do. Yep. Um, so I think that the odds of that are actually pretty good. And yeah, like Burkhead is in a spot to, like with the Edelman suspension, I think a lot of a lot of Jordan Matthews fanboys, such as myself, have uh, pointed out Jordan Matthews as a potential source of fantasy goodness. But Burkhead, you know, he played not just in the slot but on the outside for them a bunch last year. Like he certainly could suck up some of those targets, uh, so I'm with you. Uh, and for me, it's Duke Johnson. It's kind of a similar vein, I guess. Like not not with the goal line stuff, but like just like definitely has a role. Like the team just re-signed him to a pretty sizable contract. This guy always catches passes. Um, so like there's just a lot that you can kind of lock in with him. And you know, if you when you have like 50 or 60 catches as like a starting point. I just feel like that's very, very, very bankable in PPR. And he's going outside the top 30 running backs. So he's, he's already 34 right now. in and uh, best ball drafts in the uh, full, the full PPR FFPC ones Or sorry, the NFL tens. So like, that's, that's big value. Like <laughs> That's a lot of value to me. And I don't think he's going to be like completely invisible running the ball because I, you know, they have a rookie there. We don't really know exactly what the deal is with Carlos Hyde. Um, I just think that Johnson has like a very very reliable role, and if the Browns continue to be pretty bad, like I think he's going to play the most in terms of snaps. So that's my guy. Uh, let's get to the book it. My bookie picks of the week. Matt, what are we recommending this week?
1: Should come as no su- no surprise. Ajay over six touchdowns for the Eagles. Like. One of the best offenses in the league, a really good running back and a, and a line that I think is, is considerably low. Um, given how many touchdowns the Eagles are projected to score, you know, all they have to do is, is narrow that 39 to nine passing touchdown to running back touchdown. Uh, you know, split that they had last year. And it should be a pretty easy win, I think, here for Jai if he stays healthy.
2: Yeah. And the, the thing too is like, you know, last year they had Blunt on the roster. Like, who who is getting goal line work on this team if it's not Ajai? Like, no, Barry I, there's, like, a, there's a goals? reason.
1: There's a reason like, I love Ajay. You know, like, yeah,
2: like it doesn't really make sense uh, scoring wise. So, a really good bet. And as I usually like to do, I'm going a little off the board <laughs> right. here.
1: Right. Yeah. We spent the whole show talking about running backs. We're probably going to talk about receivers on the next show. So naturally, you're gonna give us a receiver matchup bet here. I love it. You I just want the
2: right I, I just want the listeners to get this bet in before it closes. You know, uh, Jordy Nelson minus 200 versus Geronimo Allison in 2018 receiving yards. This to me is just a no brainer smash bet. Um, Jordan Nelson was not even that good last year. He had like 400 and some receiving yards. But that's more yards than Allison has in his whole career. Um, Allison is like at best, like the fourth option on this team behind Adams, Cobb, and Jimmy Graham. Um, if you just look at like this historical numbers on the Packers, like not really great odds there. They're probably likely going to target the running backs more than him too. Um, so there's really like no volume here to base this wager off of. Now, obviously like, a couple of those other guys can get hurt, like Cobb, Graham. Like those guys are a little shaky, I'd say health wise. But I, I just don't really foresee a situation where the answer is feed the ball to Geronimo. Um, you know, they just drafted three rookie wide receivers, so it's not like they are booming with confidence in him. Uh, meanwhile, you know Jordy is part of the all old guys team that John Gruden has started out in Oakland, and he is very, very clearly the WR two there behind Amari Cooper. Um, Seth Roberts is like the WR3, maybe Martavis Bryant, like not a lot, not a lot really. I think pushing Nelson for touches in Oakland, and I don't think the Raiders will be very good, so I think they'll certainly throw. So I think this is a a smash lock.
1: Yeah, I mean, for you to recommend a minus 200 bet, I think it has to be something that you feel is almost 100% certainty, because you hate laying juice.
2: I hate it. I'm a huge fish. It's a huge hole in my game. Um... You know, but I have Jordy projected for 764, 700, 770 receiving yards. And I have Geronimo projected for 329. So okay. this is really, this is a literal two to one bet. Like, um, like if you gave me even money that he doubles them up, like I'd probably take that. So that's where I'm at. So that's right. going to do it. That's going to do it for this edition of Line the points brought to you by my bookie. Please be sure to subscribe to rate and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and get that deposit bonus on my bookie for using promo code laying the points from at Lamarca I'm Anthony Mico may the odds be ever in your favor.
0: Love a good deal? Sale into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from 19. Polos from sixteen ninety nine. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn and complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations.